Now, back to Professor Birdsong for more Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Yes, it is Leonard Birdsong back with you. Happy to be here on TalkZone Radio. Glad you stayed with me. We have more to talk about. Uh, I didn't have a guest today uh, because... The guest I wanted to come on to help me talk about the death penalty is in a trial and could not get out of it. We'll have her on hopefully down the roll, down the road. Right now, I want to talk a little bit about our new president. That's Donald Trump. I don't want to talk badly about him, but there are things in the news that maybe you need to know. Donald Trump said he has the biggest inauguration ever. Other people say it was not the biggest. The biggest was I guess uh, we're talking about the the, wall, the crowd that came to Washington, D.C. to see him. I think it was uh, Obama's 2008 win was the largest inauguration. Nope. I think that was the one, the most largest one in this century. I think it was Ronald Reagan's was the biggest inauguration back in the 1980s. But at any rate, there have been a lot of people protesting Donald Trump's inauguration. And the protests have been around the country and also around the world. I just found some statistics about, um, about these, you might say, these uh, demonstrations and the sources, local media estimates. In Washington, D.C., it's uh, estimated that 500,000 people demonstrated against Donald Trump's inauguration. In Los Angeles, on the other side of the country, 750,000 people protested Donald Trump's inauguration. In the middle of the country, Chicago, there were 250,000 people who protested. And uh, in Phoenix, 20,000. In Miami, 10,000. But now we go overseas, and we find out that in Paris, over 3,000 people protested the inauguration of Trump. In Antarctica, and I can't believe this, in Antarctica, 30 people protested <laughs> Trump's inauguration, Antarctica, Melbourne, Australia, 5,000 people, and in London there were 100,000 people that supposedly demonstrated against Trump's inauguration. Well, despite all those inaugurations he was sworn in, and he is our president, he's doing a number of things, he's moving really fast, some people don't like what he's doing. Some people do like what he's doing. Quinny, um, Quinny Piac University is in, I think, Rhode Island. They have a polling outfit that does polls. I just got some information from them. And the Quinny, Quinny Epac University poll shows there's a huge partisan divide when it comes to how Democrats and Republicans view President Trump and his policies. Here are some of the findings. Listen closely. The question was asked, does the election of Donald Trump make you feel more safe, less safe, or just as safe as you did before? 
74% of Republicans say they feel more safe, whereas only 3% of Democrats say they feel more safe. Next question in this Quinnipiac poll. Do you believe that 3 to 5 million non-citizens voted in the 2016 presidential election through widespread voter fraud? 50% of Republicans agree that was the fact. Between 3 and 5 million non-citizens voted fraudulently. 82% of Democrats disagree with that number. Next question. Do you think that there should be more government regulation of financial institutions, or do you think increased regulation hurts the economy? With respect to Republicans, 22% said voters say more regulation, whereas Democrats say 74% of Democrats say there should be more regulation. The Republicans don't want more regulation. Democrats do want more Another one here, which is very interesting. Do you think Donald Trump should defend all of America's NATO allies? 71% of Republicans think he should. 87% of Democrats think he should. Got to think about these statistics. Next question. Do you support or oppose renegotiating major trade deals with other countries? even if it means paying more for the products you buy in the United States. 75% of Republicans back such a plan, whereas only 39% of Democrats say that would be a good idea. Finally, do you support or do you oppose increasing federal spending for roads, bridges, mass transit, and other infrastructure? Well, 87% of Republicans support that, but listen to this. 94% of Democrats also support it. Well, that's close. However, things are really split. They really are. Not even three weeks into the new administration, the partisan divide covers everything from national security to Obamacare. Now, I don't want to get too much into this travel ban that he, that is, Trump came up with. It's in the courts now. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals is is looking at it to see if it's constitutional or unconstitutional. Now, I know a bit about immigration law because, one, I was an immigration lawyer. Before that, I was an American consular officer in the State Department overseeing visa issuance and visa fraud. I now teach about immigration law and refugee law in my law school. Now, Trump came up with this ban of people from seven countries, Iran, Iraq, Yemen, and uh, Libya, and a few more. I don't have the list in front of me. But here is the section of the law that Trump says allows him to impose such a ban. It's Section 212F of the Immigration and Nationality Act. It's called Suspension of Entry or Imposition of Restraints by the President. That's the title of the section. It reads, Whenever the President finds that the entry of any aliens or class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental, 
to the interest of the United States, he may, by proclamation, and for such period of time, suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants, non-immigrants, or impose on entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem appropriate. Now, that's the statute under which he feels that he can do this. The problem is, is that when he rolled out the ban, there was no notice given. It was done right away. It caused chaos at the airports, and several federal judges stayed the ban. That is, they say, you can't do it. So it was challenged. The Department of Justice got in and say you should overturn the stay. Many people demand that this is unconstitutional. Why? Well, because of the First Amendment. What does the First Amendment say? Well, Congress can make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So that's what critics say. This ban is a Muslim ban. Because the countries that are named are majority Muslim countries, but not all the Muslim countries in the world. I don't know exactly how the Ninth Circuit is going to come down on this. There is a lot of precedent on both sides. I won't even guess. What I do know is that the government, that is both Congress and the president, can take measures to keep certain people out of the country and to deport others who may already be in the country. But also, I know that president has a lot of power, but president can't do things that might be unconstitutional. And that's what this whole case revolves around. Is this really a ban on religion or abridging a certain religion, which is violative of the First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. Well, let's stick with it. We'll see how it comes out. And once we get the decision, I'll certainly be here to talk about it on radio. We've talked about a number of things today. I hope that you are finding what you hear interesting. There's no fake news on Leonard Birdsong Radio. I'm happy to be here with you. We're going to take another little time out here, and we're going to come back, and I'm going to read you some words of wisdom that this fellow Dave, I'm sorry, not Dave, it's Bill Davidson, has sent me over the years. He is a fellow who is sort of a cheerleader and one who talks about leadership. So stick with us, folks. There's more on Talk Zone Radio with Leonard Birdsong. <laughs> 